It's a big day, people. Mike White is finally out of Gainesville, and we can rejoice because of where he's going. Tom Brady ruined Kyle Trask time, which kind of sucks. And we'll wrap up by talking about Kyrie Elam's draft stock, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here and Run Your Pool is a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com. It's the premier sports pool hosting service. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Twitter's WNS underscore Brandon Rittenwork and other YouTube work with Whole9Sports.com. Before getting into the content, just again, real quick, just like, subscribe, wherever you listen. Leave a comment, leave a review. Let me know how I can make the show better because I do want to make it the best Gators show around. And now we're going to get into the content. Mike White is gone. Finally, the news broke yesterday afternoon after he went 142 in 88 record at Florida. Seven years Mike White is gone. One Elite Eight appearance, four tournament championship, or four tournament appearances. But Mike White is gone, and similar to when Dan Mullen left, the bad man is gone. Gators fans, it's time to rejoice. This past season was Mike White's third worst season in Gainesville in terms of record-wise, nineteen and thirteen. Florida's worst season since the twenty eighteen to nineteen season, despite having the easiest strength of schedule with Mike White's or during Mike White's tenure in Gainesville. So the easiest strength of schedule since Mike White arrived on campus, but the third worst record and the worst in the past three years. Um, it's been six years of mediocrity and one year of good basketball, which was Mike White's second year. And yeah, since then it's just been, it's been downhill. And I, I spoke about this quite a bit, you know, it's been three straight years of below 20 wins for the Florida Gators, and that's not Florida basketball. You know, we are we are an elite program where I just Mike White's not good enough. You know, mid-major Mike is the joke, but he was a mid-major co- coach that then came to the University of Florida and became the guy, and he just never became actually the guy. He was just the head coach. White did get extended. This past summer through 2027, through 2027, and I, I don't know if you guys remember or if you weren't listening at the time because the show has gone has grown exponentially really at this point. But I don't know if you were listening or if you remember. But uh, I was very unhappy with it. Uh, I went on this tangent about Florida committing to mediocrity because that's what it felt like when you extend Mike White's contract after what was a bad year last year. You extend Mike White's contract, and you're just further committing to mediocrity. You're committing to a guy who builds his team through JUCO transfers, which is fine. I have no knock on JUCO transfers. I have no knock on grad transfers. No knock on any of that. But you've got to be able to bring in these high-caliber recruits because it is not sustainable to rely on JUCO transfers, on grad transfers, on older transfers. That's not a sustainable method to winning in, I mean, really in, in anywhere in college basketball, but especially not at the University of Florida and the SEC with this tough competition. So I, I'm, I'm glad that he's gone. Um, there are 
very few reasons that I'm not happy with this move. Um, but the biggest reason why I'm not happy with this move is that Florida didn't fire Mike White. Uh, because that that was that was the thing we went for 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 so long was fire Mike White, fire Mike White, fire Mike White. And it bothers me because this isn't Florida not committing to mediocrity. This is the Georgia Bulldogs after one of the worst seasons in college basketball saying, we want to get a little better. Like, we're fond of mediocrity. This was not Florida saying, Mike White, you're not good enough. This was not Florida saying, mediocrity is not good enough. This was not Florida making the active decision of getting rid of Mike White. This was Mike White, who, by the way, over the past couple of days, we've started hearing rumblings of Mike White choosing to leave Florida. And I know that a big reason of it is, yeah, he'd be on the hot seat next year. The fan base was toxic with him and things like that. But this was Mike White's choice to leave Florida. Uh, the rumor was, of course, that he would go to Ole Miss if they were looking for a new head coach. But instead, Mike White is headed to Athens, Georgia. But this is a massive win for the Florida Gators because you look at Mike White and you look at the Florida Gators and you look at what happens with Mike White gone. Well, first of all, the fans, I can't think of a single person who wanted Mike White to stay. So the fans are happy. The program, whether or not the, the higher-ups wanted to keep Mike White, the program is better without Mike White. So Mike White's gone, so the program's going to be better. But also, Georgia, congrats, you're still going to suck. Mike White is headed to Georgia, so they are capped out at about 62% win percentage for the season. And... Florida is getting paid. Georgia is giving Florida a $1.25 million buyout, so a $1 a million, $250,000 buyout to take Mike White, and that is just beautiful because Mike White is gone. Florida got paid. Florida got better. The only other reason would be any recruits that he'd previously been working with because I know that we've got some higher-ranking recruits coming in for the next year or two, but this isn't the same thing as football where it's not – uh, I, I, I wouldn't think you have to be too worried about the system. Um, I think you could just go, you know what, like, like I'm still going to just stick to my recruiting process with Florida. Still going to have a, a good deal of the same roster coming back probably. And hopefully Florida can just keep things going. I, I don't think next year is going to be a down year because this year was a terrible year. So I think even if next year is this year or slightly worse, you're still looking at an upswing long-term in Gainesville, and that is something that I'm very much looking forward to for the Florida Gators. And we're about to talk about a, a little bit of a less positive thing, but first, March Madness is here. That means it's runyourpool.com time. You can set your bracket with me and the Lockdown Gators listeners for free, which the link is in the bottom of the, is in the description of this YouTube video. It's also posted on my Twitter if you just listen, or you can check out the YouTube video, this description and you can join for both men's and women's tournaments. We'll have brackets for both of them. Men's is obviously the more popular one, but women's actually has the Florida Gators in it, so we're going to have fun there. Join the slash locked on, and if you want to set up your own pool for friends, family, business, whatever purpose, use code PureMadness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. Runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize for free. It's free to use, free to sign up. Free to play, just have to pay if you're setting up your own bracket. So runyourpool.com slash locked on to join us and compete for a cash prize. 
Does anybody else participate in March Madness brackets every year and suck? I do. And you're all about to find that out because I really do suck. I used to be great at them. And that was just like, it, it was like fantasy football before too. It's like, I, I'm so great at it. And then I just knew things and I was like, well, now I'm in a big brain. Every single move. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums pits the advent pits star players against each other in a hybrid of fantasy and sports gambling. Stat Hero is also way more favorable for you as a gamer. Their gamers win four times more often than other sites because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery of who or what you're going in. Sign up free right now at stathero.com slash lockdown. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and use promo code Locked on L-O-C-K-E-D, no space, O-N, for a 100% deposit match on your first deposit. That's terms and conditions do apply. Thanks again for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. Be sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown today, right here on the Locked On Gators podcast feed and YouTube channel. Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. Now I get to talk about Tom Brady. Um... And why Tom Brady's a little bit of a jerk here, because during the 2021 NFL draft, so last April, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted Florida Gators quarterback and Heisman contender Kyle Trask with the 64th pick in the draft, because Kyle Trask was, was, he was the heir apparent. And I mean, he still is, you know, the thought when he got drafted in April last year is no different than the thought of March this year. Kyle Trask will eventually take over as the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers once Tom Brady retired, which a lot of people, myself included, when Kyle Trask got drafted last year, thought, you know, that'd be two or three years down the line. But no, Tom Brady retired 41 days ago. And I know that's very weird to know the exact number of days ago that someone retired. But a lot of you guys are Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. You know what happened yesterday. And but before that, we'll we'll go after Tom Brady retired. We'll 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 back backtrack for a second. Then came the discussion of is it Trask time? Is it Kyle Trask time in Tampa Bay? And do they have the weapons for him? I, I covered this, what was it, a week ago, last Saturday, I believe, so nine days ago at this point, where it's do they have the weapons for him? Because OJ Howard could go, Gronk could go. Mike Evans back, and now Chris Godwin is back, but we didn't know that at the time. So do they have the weapons for him? Do they have the line for him? Because Ryan Jensen's an impending free agent, Ali Marpet has retired, and and so on. The defense, whatever you want to talk about. Then last night happened, and Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, the seven-time Super Bowl winner, all that jazz, all those records. I still hate him, but I respect him. Announced that he was returning for a 23rd season. And people spent a lot of time this offseason, even after Tom Brady's retirement, talking about would he come back? And if he does come back, will he force his way to get traded to, the, I mean, the common connection was the San, was the San Francisco 49ers. But I don't buy that happening. And I'll tell you now, I'm fairly confident it ain't happening just because if you read it, yeah, yes, Tom Brady is back. But if you read his return post, he said, and I'll I'll read the exact quote here. These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. 
They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business, LFG. He says it right there, Tampa. And I saw people still saying, you know, of course he's going to shout out Tampa in his return post. Why wouldn't he? If he was planning on leaving, he wouldn't shout them out. If he was planning on on forcing his way out, because I know the rumor or the stories coming out where Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are kind of butting heads, and that's one of the reasons Tom Brady retired. But if Tom Brady was planning on leaving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he wouldn't have said Tampa. He would have just said, I'm coming back for my 23rd season. But he also specified here, I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business, obviously implying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not win the Super Bowl this year. He wants to go out on top, which is, I, I can't blame. I think that's the reason, because I know that people are also talking about him saying that he's coming back for his 23rd season. He didn't say, I'm coming back for my 23rd and final season. Um, again, that, I'm, I'm just like, I think that he's very much like, if he wins, he's done. If he loses, he might be done. Um, but it appears that at least for one more season, Kyle Trask, former Florida Gator, former Heisman contender will be a backup quarterback in the NFL as opposed to a starting quarterback as he will be backing up Tom Brady again. And I know that there are people who were kind of set on Kyle Trask becoming the starting quarterback of the 10 mid Buccaneers. But uh, I think this is a good thing. I do. I, I think, it, I think he's a, I think Tom Brady is a jerk for coming back and kind of ruining Trask time just as we were getting fun and getting into it. But I think it's overall a good thing. Um, I think, you know, who who wouldn't benefit? Which young quarterback wouldn't benefit from sitting one more year behind the greatest quarterback of all time? Who would say that's a bad thing? You get to learn from, even if Brady wants to be Brett Favre, and he's like, I'm not going to train my backup. Or Aaron Rodgers, and he wants to be like, I'm not going to train my backup. Or Big Ben, I'm not going to train my backup. Who cares? If you get to watch how a starting quarterback, how a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, how the GOAT quarterback operates and handles himself for another year, you get to learn from that. They don't have to teach you. You get to just learn by being a, a willing observer of him. So that's going to be big. I think it's overall going to help Kyle Trask. And honestly, this year was probably going to suck without Tom Brady. Um, like like Gronk is possibly coming back. Ali, people are saying Ali Marpet might be coming back, which I don't know. But a lot of people are saying that people are going to want to play with Brady. You know, the 24 impending free agents that could hit today at noon? Good could all come back, obviously not all, but could have a good deal of them come back. So if Kyle Trask was starting quarterback, we don't get the weapons, the line, the defense. You don't get all that fun stuff. With Kyle Trask now backing up Tom Brady, maybe uh, the Buccaneers have more time to get their cap long-term in line and build a better team for Kyle Trask, where Tom Brady will still Tom Brady things and still be as great as he is. We're about to talk about another young Gator who will hopefully not be riding the bench for a season or at all in Kyrie Lum. But first I'm going to talk to you guys about bet online. Anybody else make money this weekend? I did. It was, it was a solid weekend for me. Not going to lie. Uh, bet on the NYC FC game. Cause it was my first ever soccer game that I went to and uh bet on goal score. And it was, it was great. Uh, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously Florida losing through a whole lot of wrenches into my plans as they tend to do this whole season. They just did it to me. Um, 
SEC tournament really, really upset me. BetOnline.net, because I, I bet the under and Florida to win, and they did neither. Uh, BetOnline.net even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device, which is how I do it, to sign up today. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. To wrap up today's show, like I said, we're talking about Kair Elam, who is someone who I've spoken about so many times in the past year since I took over the show, and almost year, and I'm excited for it. Because uh, Kair Elam, you know, I, I was looking at mock drafts, because I will be very open with you. Today's episode is going to be mock dra- Gators and Mock Drafts, Gators and Mock Drafts, Baseball. Um, and then I was like, oh, you know, you know, Mike White is leaving so I can, I can scratch baseball. And then Tom Brady came back and I was like, well, let me just stiff on the mock drafts and let me talk about Kyrie Lehman mock drafts. Um, because he's done a great job for him. And I'm, I'm going to read through the teams. I'm going to read through the picks that he's gone and the teams that he's gone to. And then I'll, and then I'll circle back to them where CBS and Sports Illustrated, both think Kyrie Lim will go early to the Philadelphia Eagles. We have Sports Illustrated sending him at 15th overall and CBS sending him to 19th overall, both to Philadelphia, because, of course, the Eagles have 15, 16, and 19 in this year's draft. Pro Football Network and USA Today, 25th overall to Buffalo. Ian Cummings of Pro Football Network, 30 to Kansas City. But the big takeaway here is for a while, Kyrie Lim wasn't in these one-round mock drafts. You'd have to read a two- or three-round mock draft to find Kyrie Lim's name somewhere in there but that is not the case anymore Kyrie Elam seems to have solidified himself as a first round pick and I love some of these fits like I've spoken about Buffalo before where I've said look I like the Buffalo move but I think that uh you know they're they're a pretty zone heavy team and yes they've worked their way more towards man and he would help them do that but it ultimately ends up with what are you going to do with aging safeties and 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 not so deep corner group? Are you really going to go play more man in case an injury comes up? Then you got to change your whole scheme to zone and all that fun stuff. Uh, so there's that with Buffalo. 30 to Kansas City. I've said that I really like. He's going to be cheap and good for them. And they're they're backing up against the cap. You know, they they gave Patrick Mahomes a ton of money. They've got to figure out what they're going to do with their cap situation and their safety de- or their secondary depth and their starters even. But the one that I really do like slash hate is the Philadelphia Eagles landing spot because uh, I, I'm very open. I'm a Giants fan. Um, so I would hate it, hate it if Kyrie Elam was in division. But one, if he gets drafted 15 to 19 range, he's going to get paid. But also he would be such a good scheme fit for the Philadelphia Eagles. He'd be able to start in pretty much immediately. And... I think the bigger thing for his long-term success would be that Kyrie Lim would get to spend at least one season or two seasons learning opposite or behind Darius Slay, who, um, look, Darius Slay has not gotten as much love as he should have, partially because he spent a lot of his career on the Detroit Lions, and, you know, it's the Joe Hayden argument of, like, if you're on a bad team, then the casual fans aren't going to respect you as much as they would if you run a winning team, which makes no sense. Um, It's just... That's just dumb. But Darius Slay is one of the best man corners in the NFL. And for most of his career, he's been one of the best man corners and one of the best press man corners in the NFL. And Kyrie Elam is always spoken about as a press man corner. You know, he should be playing press man. He should be playing press man. He would be on a deal fit in a press man scheme. That's what this would be. And he'd get to learn behind one of the best in the NFL right now. 
So I think that'd be a, an awesome fit for Kyrie Lim to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not sure if he would go in that 15 to 19 range, but you know, I mean, when you look at Kyrie Lim, the talent has always been there. That's a, never been a question. What has been a question that people have started raising recently, you know, he dealt with injuries this season. He, he looked a little down this year because of injuries. And, and I read, uh, I read Lance line had a note from a scout where it was like, Hey, you know, he got lazy with his technique. He got sloppy with his technique. His technique kind of failed. But I also raised the point of when he played elite competition, when he played Bama, he was lights freaking out. When he plays these great teams, he plays lights out. He picks it up. I think it was more, and, and this isn't an excuse. I think he laid off against the lesser teams that Florida played. And you can't do that, uh, in the NFL. That's not something you could really do. So I don't think that was a good idea for him to do, but I mean, deal dealt with some injuries this past season. Sure. Some consistency issues. Sure. But he's got great size. He's got great length and his four, three, nine 40 helped launch him right back into that day one conversation because, you know, I had Trevor Sikama here two Mondays ago at this point, two weeks from today. And Trevor even raised the question of, we know Kair is pretty fast. And we know he's physical and we know he's got great size, but how fast is he? Can he crack that four, four, six range? Can he hit four, four, eight? He blew that out of the water by being, I believe it was the ninth fastest defensive back from the entire time where we had guys running four, two, eights and four, two, sixes, but Kyrie Elam hit a four, three, nine and really excelled because people were worried he might not hit four, four and he blew it out of the water. He's pretty much solidified himself as a mid-late first or very early second round pick. And I'd imagine that he would be able to dominate the team interviews with all the different coverages that he played at Florida. I'd imagine that would be an issue for him. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about your Florida Gators and potential Mike White replacements. Now make your second listen Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects like Kyrie Elam, who Eric Crocker loves, by the way. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.